welcome all of you to the Prairie Dac radio program. Rick Holm, our Prairie Dac, is here. He's ready in the studio to answer any questions you might have of a medical nature. His specialty is internal medicine. He's worked with the Avera Medical Group Brookings and has served as a clinical professor at the University of South Dakota Sanford School of Medicine. Good that to have you here. Sounds today. like a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. A right. whole lot of stuff. Right. Um, I'm just really pleased to see you today. Every time I see you, you look healthier. Do you feel healthier? I feel healthier. Well, good, good. No, you really do look good. Some people have asked me because lately on your TV program, you've been running some programs that were taped months ago. Right, you didn't right, look right. as healthy then as you do today. No, I've gained a little weight, yeah. you know, I'm putting a little pudge on the around the waist. Oh, yeah, we really worry about I'm that. <laughs> a little pudge, huh? I'm eating whatever I want. That's what, what it is, you know, you... you you go your whole life kind of watching what you eat, you know. Well, at this point, my wife says, eat it. <laughs> you know, you caloric. Uh, yes. <laughs> Calories sure. are all right. So um, we're going to talk uh, today about, we can do, we can talk about. Hair loss. The, the, well, hair loss, but we can talk about dermatologic issues. Or we can talk about the philosophy of beauty. Bob? I like the philosophy of beauty. That sounds good. Yeah, that's what. What is beauty? It's in the eye of the beholder. Ah. <laughs> oh, that's an easy out, Bob. That's an easy <laughs> when out. When you found that beautiful wife of yours, what first attracted you to her? She knocked me off my feet the first time she walked into Mr. Fry's sociology class at ten minutes after the hour of eleven o'clock. I'm serious. I fell out of my seat. Really? That, wow. That's that. It. I knew right then and there. You were just a little high schooler? Yep, I was a junior wow. in high school. Junior? Had to work at it. It was sure worth it, though. Oh, boy. Oh, she, she may not agree, but yeah. She <laughs> <laughs> Still beautiful, though, after all these many years. <clears throat> well, and I, of course, uh, beauty is only skin deep. And so. Uh, but ugly goes all the way to the bone. Oh. <laughs> Good line. Well, you know, certainly there are people who uh, may have a, an image of beauty that are ugly. Uh, or not so pretty uh, internally, and a lot of that is that they're sad. They're 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 um, they've been abused, or they have a mental uh, uh, psychological problem. And um, you know, you you have to realize that um, mental health is uh, one of those things that manifests itself in the appearance of mean or the appearance of ugly, uh, but it's a struggle uh, with uh, what's happened in their lives. And so uh, I, th I think that we have to th realize that, you know, even the most uh, repulsive person who's angry and who's, who's striking out, um, I think in, instead of the way I used to uh, strike back, I've looked at this person now in a different way, um, and um, and you know you you have to look at each person as a child of God, you know, a ch uh, equally uh, valuable, uh, and uh, and it's hard to look at your enemy that way, uh, and so uh, sometimes the um, this person is doing bad things or harmful things or. Uh, you know their their uh, their ideas are different than yours, and um, but I've rambled on enough about that. I mean, my point is that people are different; that not everybody has the same ideas that you have. And if someone appears 
not necessarily physically, but mentally ugly to you, then you realize that there is some good in that person and you just look for it, right? You just haven't found it yet. You that's, haven't that's found right. it yet. Okay, Giving well, them a chance. we're going to find our first break. Oh! That's what we're going to do. But during that break, we did have one call that came in from someone. We really appreciate the call. Uh, if you have any questions, give us a call at 692-1430. call. Or yes. if you're out of the area, 605. Put in the di- code first, 605-692-1430, and we'll be back right after these words. Welcome back to Prairie Deck Radio. Happy to have you listening. Today we have Dr. Hope in the studio, and I actually have my granddaughter, Olivia, with me, who came to observe the show. She knows I've been doing this for years. She thought it was time to check it out. So, Olivia, what is your uh, profession at this time? Now you have to move up here, Olivia. I work at the Laguna Art Museum in Laguna Beach, where I install exhibits and Ooh. deal with membership. So, uh, Laguna, so art. Yes. So what is the most beautiful painting? Oh, wow. We're talking Ooh. beauty, right? And we're and maybe beauty is not pretty, but beauty might be challenging or beauty might be uh something that moves uh the people who see it uh, the most. What is the most beautiful painting that you can think of? I guess it can depend on my mood that day, my patience level. Uh, if, <laughs> <laughs> say, just a blank canvas with a single color, some days that can move me to tears. Some days it annoys me. Um, mm-hmm. Some days more beautiful than the next. Yeah. So there's there's um, modern art that has a different uh, signal to certain people, but you have to have some training to understand that uh, leap, right? And a lot of people would prefer a landscape, right, versus a one color. Correct. <laughs> and so where is the beauty in that one color? I guess the beauty is in just in you, how you react to it. What it, yeah. what it does to move you. Yeah. yeah. What's your response, Joan? She's a strange person. (laughs) (laughs) A single color has never quite moved me, but Olivia does like modern art. I know that and finds a lot of things enjoyable and abstract. She thinks Dolly is pretty creative. Who are some of the other artists that you really like? You have to move up here, Olivia, if we're going to be talking art. Um, Uh, What was the name of that particular kind of uh, art where you'd have a clock hanging over um, a stick? The um, a clock hanging over a stick. That would be surrealism. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and do you like surrealism? Yeah. So what is that? I guess that is the art of your dreams, and so like you said, melting clocks, melting faces, contorted bodies. Right. And um, and it became popular because. I think it became popular just because. Nothing else was like it. It was yeah. unique. unique. Something different. Yeah. yeah. So to this uh, week, I was debating, um, I was talking to medical students about trying to be creative, pushing people to step outside the box, trying to bring people to uh, open their minds to uh, new ideas, and uh, even to push themselves in their world 
to do things outside of what you're regularly doing so you won't burn out. We're talking burnout, right? And, um, and it struck me that there is a different thing from professionalism to from creativeness or creativity. And so if you look at, for example, uh, the theory that you got to do something 10,000 hours before you're able to do it well. You've heard that, Bob, haven't you? And so, um, you know, if it's typing or if it's playing the guitar or if it is being a physician, you know, you need to spend a bunch of hours. Practice is important. Practice in making it to where you are good at it, playing the piano, right? 10,000 hours of painting or, or uh, whatever it might be that you are trying to do to be really good at it. Writing is the other thing that had been striking me. You know, you have to write a lot before you finally get to a point where you think that it's in any value. I'm not there yet. You know what I mean? You're writing. working at I'm it. I'm trying. Okay. okay. But what is creativity? But doing something absolutely new, opening your mind to a different concept. Um, so let's say you're a physician and you decide, well, I'm going to try painting. Well, your painting isn't going to be like your diagnostic work. You've worked 10,000 hours on diagnosis. You haven't, you know, you're just trying to strike out on a painting deal. Well, people look, oh, you're just an amateur, you know. I mean, I think we have to realize the critics who, uh, uh, who, who are hard on the person who's doing something new open their mind, which is oftentimes the, cr the creative act in painting. You know, you're doing something different. You're going into a different direction. That, um, well, when you tell people to be more creative, often the biggest critic is themselves. You know, if you told me to start drawing, I'm a horrible artist. You know, I would not, I would, I'm just terrible. You know, I can draw a stick figure. That's about it. But if I did it to relax, then maybe it'd be okay. But right. I'd be the biggest critic because I know I'm not any good at it. Right. But, you know, to try to get that past to people, to just enjoy what you're doing, whether it's creative or, you know, it's creative because you're creating it. And so it is with writing. Uh, you know, this uh, whole thing uh, that I've been doing for 17 years now, writing this essay and then, and then um, uh, even the, the book, the, the, the point I'm trying to make is that there's a lot of science that says that if you have a person who has back pain, for example, and you give them an exercise of writing every day, 15 minutes, doesn't matter what you write, doesn't matter the, uh, uh, the abbreviation, whatever it is, crumple it up and thro throw it in the wastebasket when you're done. That's the thing. It's the writing. It's not the, it's not the result of the writing. And it's that the creative, creative act. Keeps you from thinking about your back pain? Or it helps the back it pain to go away? What? Or it, it, well, it's, it's tremendously helpful in helping the back pain. Chronic pain syndrome. Nothing helps, right? A non-medicinal therapy of writing every day. Maybe even writing what makes you mad. And throwing it in the wastebasket. Just burning it. <laughs> you know, destroying that internal conflict that's going on by putting it on paper. It has been very therapeutic for many people particularly with chronic pain syndrome. That's amazing. What, you know, you don't need a pill necessarily. Sometimes medicines do help, but they're not the only answer for chronic pain. Our, our brain is, you know, of course, what is pain? It's, it's something that's happening in our brain that says, oh, there's a, you know, it's a brain function. So certainly 
brain function can help a person get out of it besides just dulling the brain, which is what most pain medicines are. They're just well, brain dullers. I think of people with ringing in the ears, which is just, there is no medical answer for right. ear ringing. Yeah. And it's really horrible for people to go through that. But if they get busy doing something else, that can move to the background. It, it really helps. It goes, it goes away. I have the That's perfect. That's an example. I have, uh, Ed, for example, <laughs> is what you're saying. Did you just say your husband? No, no, no. He does not have ringing in the ear. Oh, no. but I do, though. You do. I am, okay. I am loaded with ringing in the ear along with the numbness in my feet from chemotherapy, right? So well, what do you think um, I do with the ringing in the ears? Right? No. What I do you do? <laughs> totally ignore it. You try to ignore it. I just, it. I'm going, thank you, chemotherapy, because I'm still alive. Yep. Uh, uh, you know, I just live with these things. You know, you, you yep. have these things that happen Put it in the back it. of your brain instead of the but front. But you can't do anything yeah. about it. I well, can't cure it, so vitamin put it B. in the background. B, the B complexes are the, are the best answer, I think, for, for, for all the neuropathies. That's what I do. Well, you just tied into the question that came in, and I didn't get to it immediately. We oh. had a question that came in sure. when the program began. We're going to talk medicine? Is that what we're going to That's a thought. We're talking health <laughs> issues? What is this? We will. We will. The question is, how much vitamin D and B12 should a guy take to start out with? What are the side effects of these vitamins, if there are any? I don't know what they mean by to start out with, but probably right. they've not taken vitamin right. D right, and right, never right. taken a right. B vitamin. What do no. you suggest? So, well, for one thing, uh, too much vitamin D. Uh, it is a uh, oil-soluble, fat-soluble vitamin, not a water-soluble. Water-soluble, you just pee it out. Oil-soluble sol or fat-soluble vitamins can store up in your fat and can be toxic. A, E, D, and K, right? And, and uh, D is one of them. Uh, so can you get toxic levels of vitamin D? Yes, you can. But what is a toxic level? Well, it's worth it to have it checked to see where you're at and if you, if you need it. But the answer is less than 5,000 a day is safe. I spent a bunch of time looking into that, and the theory at the point was what is dangerous Less than 5,000 a day, and probably 2,000 is enough. And there's been a lot written. Maybe less isn't, it will do the trick. But in this part of the country, up until the, you know, when, when you reach the uh, equinox, bef uh, before the equinox, you know, I mean, the, the winter seasons. We don't uh, get much vitamin D. We don't D. get enough vitamin okay. sun. Yeah. And uh, we are lacking in the vitamin D, and it's reasonable to take 2,000 international units of vitamin D. Now they've changed it into milligrams and I, I now, and I don't remember what milligram it is, but uh, I do know that 2,000 international units of vitamin D is safe. And you know, if you uh, wanna get it measured, fine. But it, if you live in South Dakota, it's reasonable to take to take that two thousand every day, which is what I do. Okay. Now the bees get a look at little confusing because there's more than one B vitamin. Right. Yeah, well, let's talk. B vitamins are neuroactive. They're part of the neurologic system, and you need to have them for the neurologic system. The best source of vitamin B of any kind, fruit and vegetables. It's fruit and vegetables. So no B is in all fruit and vegetables, some form of B. Yeah. And okay. uh, um, I do think, and, and leafy greens are probably one of your very best foods that there are. <coughs> so I'm a fan of, 
uh, as I'm telling you, to start with supplement. D, you can get it in this food, but it's fortified. It's added, uh, you know, in milk. I mean, it's been added. <coughs> but if you look at B vitamins, uh, the one that really is most neuro-important is B12. And, okay. uh, you know, if you're getting older and you're worried about your memory, you can get B12 levels, but they're not really great. They don't really tell you uh, well uh, what level you are. I mean, it, a little bit if you're really, really low. You mean <laughs> if you go to a lab, they can check your, right, do you check your blood for B12? <laughs> you're choking. I I know. You know what? Right. We're going to let you take care of that tick because we're due to take a break. We'll come back to these vitamins right after these words. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. Just before the break, we were talking about vitamins, vitamin D. It's really important to have at least 2,000 international units. Daily. Not sure, daily. I, I like that. And B, there are a number of B vitamins. Right. But B12, when you get older, is really an important vitamin. You can get it in fruits and vegetables. Very leafy vegetables are good. Well, leafy B, greens. B, right. That's the Bs. But you know what? It's meat that has B12 in it. And if you're a vegetarian, for example, B12 is another important uh, supplement. To add. Now, I would say this about uh, the neuro supplements. <clears throat> and if you can't measure them well, the uh, it's probably reasonable to take B12 if you're worried about dementia or there's dementia in your family because that's the, you know, people who present with uh, pernicious anemia or B12 deficiency will present peripheral neuropathies and sometimes dementia, and you go, oh, it's B12 deficiency. You caught it. Great. You're on vitamin B12 um, supplement, whether it be injections or oral, and uh, you go, good, we, and you stop the de deterioration, but you don't get back what you lost. Okay. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm a low-threshold B12 provider. Now the question is B12 shots. So that was all the rage for a long period of time. <clears throat> and if I truly find somebody with bottom of the bottom uh, of the uh, basement uh, B12 levels, I'll inject, uh, I'll give them injections for uh, uh, a good long period of time until they, the, about a month or two or three until they're there, and then I go back to oral. When you do the oral, how, how much are they taking a day? A What's thousand the level? micrograms of 1, vitamin B12. micrograms. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about per day. You know what? A thousand micrograms per day. Per day. Okay. Now vitamin um, B1 is also called thiamine, and it's uh, it's an interesting vitamin. There's a long, interesting history about about it, but um, we know that uh, thiamine deficiency occurs in people who are really malnourished or in alcoholics. Now early on. People will come in if they're a real binge drinker, um, heavy drinker, and don't eat, and don't have food, and they just live on their alcohol, which they do. And they'll be low in B1 then? They'll be on low in B1, and they'll come in with profound uh, uh, confusion, right? And then what you do is you give them the thiamine supplement, first shots and then oral, and they come out of it but they're not quite back to their normal level. And the next time, they come out of it, but not quite 
up to the level they were before, and then pretty soon a heavy alcoholic that does this all the time, they end up with no anti-grade memory. They can't learn a new thing. They absolutely get a, a encephalopathy. And so uh, uh, that's the story of alcohol. And, um, it's not it's a pleasant not a pretty story. Picture. No, um, not a pretty picture. If you have an alcoholic in your house, a, vit- a multivitamin, I mean a B-complex vitamin that has thiamine in it and B12 and all of the Bs in it would be a good idea. All right, now we'll go back to this question and we'll let it go. The woman asked about vitamin D. You answered that clearly. B12, I know you think you answered it clearly, but should they just take B12 or should they take a B-complex vitamin if they've never taken B vitamins before? Well, my, my philosophy has been my whole life a thousand micrograms of B12. All right, so stick with the B12, take a thousand, and uh, that should. And eat well. If eat you well. don't have a balanced diet, okay, take a B complex. Okay, but if you're eating normally and you're getting fruits and vegetables and leafy greens, yes. just the B12 will take care of you. Yes. If not, probably see your doctor and see what else is wrong with you. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe that would help. That okay. was a great question, and I yeah. sure we appreciate We really do it. appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Yeah. Now, when we started the program, we thought we were going to talk about the subject that you'll be talking about tomorrow night on your TV program, which is hair loss and youthful skin. Right. And does hair loss... You know, you were talking about uh, different problems that people have. Right. Hair loss can really be a major problem right. for younger people. Sometimes they get, I have one sister-in-law who had clumps of hair that would be Little missing. spots. Yeah, not really nice. Alopecia for older area. people, it's uh, baldness. You it's know? male pattern bal- baldness. Right, is the so name. both of them can be troublesome to people, correct? Right. Well, one is inherited and there's not, and, and you know, you can do it, you can counter it with minoxidil. Now, which is the inherited male pattern baldness, yes. I would guess? Yes, and okay. some women have it, too. I mean, you know, they have thinning of the hair, and that's just what it is. And minoxidil prevents it from getting worse. So I, I think that's a, that's a reasonable thing to consider, a topical minoxidil, but you have to do it all the time. Now, is that something that you would only be by prescription? No, it's over-the-counter. Okay. And it's not uh, anymore. It's not terribly expensive. Never heard of it. Tell me um, again. Where I guess I don't have a hair loss problem. Is it Minox? Is what, it is. what is it? Say it's it again. Propecia. Propecia. Well, I guess people who've had this problem have found out what it is. But if you're, it's fine to take that, and it might really help, huh? Um, you know, hair? and it's just a lot of money. I mean, in a long period of time, you know, forever, and so on and so forth. So, but if you're thinning, I mean, I th- and you want to not uh, let the the hair thin. Then there you have it. Okay. Now there, now that's male pattern baldness okay. comes through. Let's talk about alopecia, um, alopecia areata, alopecia. Uh, uh, there's another word for it uh, where it has a specific little bit of an area. Um, those are spots of immune gone awry, and the the hair just doesn't grow there. It falls out in a. It's like somebody. You know, hit them with a baseball, and, and right at that little spot, round that ball round spot. spot but they always bald. had hair before this happened. Right. So mm-hmm. why are they getting that bald spot? Good question. I mean, why do we... We don't have an answer. <laughs> no. I mean, it's Bad your question. immune system got triggered and takes off after your um, your hair cells, destroys the hair cells in that area. Oh. Now, sometimes that's just a temporary deal. Sometimes you inject that with steroids topical alope- or, um, uh, 
minoxidil, uh, all the all these particular types of things, and it'll go away. But um, that the, those those people, I would wrap in a nice basket and hand them over to the dermatologist. Let the dermatologist uh-huh. uh, work with them because it's a frustrating situ- situation. <clears throat> the um, that's that's it on on. Uh, on hair loss. On hair loss. Well, when, you know, we're due to take our final break. If you want to talk about skin conditions, yeah. we'll do that when Let's we return. That. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. As you said, tomorrow night your program is going to be on hair loss and youthful skin, and you're going to have two, you're going to have a dermatologist with you, Dr. Sarah how do you say her last name? Sarbacher. Sarbacher, and also Jill Cruz, who is no stranger to this program. No, Dr. Cruz will be here. You know, will you, be there as well. Yeah, or you know, Dr. Cruz is a, a family physician, and primary care docs are the ones who seem to handle most of the dermatologic issues. So I mean, there okay. it is. So you'll, and, it'll be a good show tomorrow night. And we said we're going to talk about skin, but we actually had two calls that came in. We do appreciate these calls. One asked if you could spell the thinning product you're talking about for hair. I can't spell it. Well, the it. generic word is minoxidil. It's M-I-N-O-X-I-D-I-L. <coughs> is Rogaine another one? Rogaine is one brand. All right. <coughs> Rogaine is a brand that would work, but the Propecia is another. I mean, and ask, okay. just ask your pharmacist. Your pharmacist would tell you, too. But it's M-I-N-O-X, right? right? Minoxidil. Minoxidil. Topical okay. minoxidil. Thank you. For answering that, <coughs> he's we used to use it for, for people with high blood pressure. And uh, really, I had a particular guy whose blood pressure nothing worked. I gave him everything under the sun. So I I I, ha- I was fresh from uh, Atlanta, and we had been doing a study on minoxidil, and then it came out, <coughs> and I said, "Well, it used to be a study drug, but it's just now brand out, new out for people with severe hypertension." I put him on it. And his hairline, which was up here, dropped down to just above. We his got a lot of down. hair. <laughs> <laughs> did it help the blood pressure though? Yeah, it did. Oh, it really did. all right. He got a lot of hair and it, blood pressure. It's down. interesting though. La- uh, later on, I mean, I took care of him my whole, my whole life. Right. My whole professional life, and we got him off of that eventually, and he was well controlled his whole life. And his blood pressure kept down. Okay, (coughs) our next questioner had a question about the shingle shots. Elderly people have had the shingle shot. Do you have to take the second one? There's a new shingle shot out. Is that important? You don't have to. You don't have to do anything, but but would it be good if you did? Yes. uh, The the old shingle shot um, would reduce the incidence of uh, shingles by about 50%. And then when it did hit, it was much milder. The new shingle shot is way more effective than that. And I don't have the numbers exactly, but um, it's just a lot more effective. So it would be good to take it. I think if you can afford it, I don't know if... I you're think in your, in, your insurance isn't covering it, no. so it's out of pocket. But if you can afford it, I know Ed and I both went and got the second one. Did you? Yep, yep. yep. I and, I, it's, and it's not cheap. No. But ask your pharmacist. They'll tell you how much mm-hmm. it is, yeah. right? Okay. Right. So that answered that, and we had just a minute to talk about skin. We really didn't get to skin problems, did we? We talked, well, skin is only, beauty is only deep. (laughs) So we talked about beauty to begin with, (laughs) which would be like skin. But we are out of time. This has been a fun program. I appreciate all of you listening, and we hope you have enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program. And we'll listen again for Prairie Doc, brought to you by the Avira Medical Group Brookings. 
Uh, as always, you can hear and see more from Dr. Holm online at prairiedoc.org. Thanks so much, Rick, for being with us today. Thank you, Joan, and thanks, Olivia, for joining us. Thank you. And Bob, thank you, and stay healthy out there, people. <laughs>